Hi, I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Friday Meditation. Well, friends, it's a new month, July. July, these, the summer season can be just as hot as it can be. It can also do the same in our bodies, I've realized. And there's like this, it's an abundance of everything. And I think June brought that on the curtails on the first day of summer. Whether you look at it from a, from the politics going on in the United States to, you know, to just like climate and how hot it's been, there's a lot of just these, a lot, you know, and that is summer. Summer is full of that. Whether it's actually in the human world, in the natural world, whatever it might be, there's no doubt about it that summer can be full. A lot of it. I can think of the last few years and summer has brought a lot of moments of intensity and personal life, political life, natural world, you name it. Think about it. There's, There's been a lot of things. And so I think slowly looking at things with bigger eyes, bigger picture and things like that, or even maybe getting a little bit more micro about things can be super helpful in times like this as we do what we can. And we also handle our, like learn to deal with it internally. Like, so our body isn't keeping the score, so to speak. And I've been trying to connect with that, um, to see how my body's holding these things that I'm feeling. And I'm finding myself really desiring a lot of downtime in the garden to just kind of be slow and observant. And it's been super helpful. Um, But there's definitely still these ragey moments and trying to balance it all. And I think that that's normal. I think that we're going to that's the time of the world we're in. It's a time of pushing and pulling and finding, you know, things shaking into place in some way. But gosh, is it uncomfortable and and scary and all those things in between. I could keep going, but you guys know where I'm at and you know where you're at. And but I think it's important to observe these things and I Though this particular meditation I wrote is different than this exact conversation, I think that it's still incredibly important to think about because thinking about the wider picture, the bigger story, the the longer-tailed vision of what we're in, and you can see it in a positive way or you can see it in a negative, and either way, I get it. Um, You can see both. It's okay to see both things. and to be in both and to live in a gray area. I talk about that a lot. Um, or as Brene calls it the wilderness, great book, by the way, Braving the wilderness, highly suggest, um, (laughs) read it three times, but it's true. It is a, it's a weird spot to be when you're in those places. But, um, I believe a lot of answers lie in that wilderness space. So (laughs) I wish more of us just lived in the wilderness a little bit. Uh, both figuratively and physically. <laughs> I think it would be nice. But the the thing that today's meditation is about 
is about looking closely at nature in a different way. And I really wanted to focus this meditation on specifically digging in, you know, observing, watching, and then relating it to ourselves. What can we learn? What are words that we can put to the identity of what we're observing in this plant? Um, I'm in this, we're going to be talking about the bean because I think all of us grow beans. It's an incredibly easy plant to grow. In fact, I think it is the easiest plant to grow. Uh, everyone has different ones, but to me, the bean is literally one of the easiest things to grow. And there's a reason it has been cultivated over the last 12,000 years as a staple crop that acts as a protein when a perfect protein, when combined with rice that sustains multiple nations in the world, beans are an incredible source of nutrients and they have just grown in different ways alongside humans. And, but yet they've held knowledge that I think we still have yet to learn from them, which is crazy. 12,000 years alongside of plant and we still don't, we still have things to learn from it. That may not just be how it feeds us physically, but also how it teaches us and feeds us in that way. So that's what this is about. And I, I really have been thinking about this thought for a while. And I've said to Mike, I feel like the bean, like I am in a state of being the bean and, and he laughs at me, but he knows that's (laughs) how I think. And he loves me for it, but it's always good to have somebody that brings you down to earth in that way. But I, that's what I love about him. But the, (laughs) just that idea of finding a plant that we can so deeply connect to and learn from and that we utilize as a teacher. How beautiful is that? It's a silent teacher, one that calls us to draw in closely, to watch it daily, to bring our attention away from some from maybe what is so big and insurmountable and put it into context in this tiny what can feel vulnerable way yet it has survived hundreds of thousands of years really in ways that we may never understand as humans but here it is and it's in our hands and the stories that holds and are in amazing. So that's what this meditation is about today. And I'm really sorry if you hear any like rumblings in the background. It is the blue angels flying in Traverse City. So, um, (laughs) so I'm not a fan (laughs) for multiple reasons, but, um, so here we go. Like the bean. I think often of the bean this time of year. I think of the way it is the seed many teachers use to teach kids about plants and how it was the first seed I ever learned to sow myself. It's a big seed. Beans come in many shapes, sizes, and colors. Even if you just stick to the generic types of the grocery store, dried and plastic bags, we know this. We know the colors that exist just in that limited supply. The seeds are abundantly giving once they flower and create pods. The Midwest of North America basically could identify the green bean along with the zucchini as the most prolific plant in the summer months, maybe the one that always ends up on the doorstep of your neighbor. Even with all the colors and sizes, each one 
of these beings holds a unique story, an origin all their own, from traversing the ocean in the braided hair of a West African woman with a baby to her breast, to the beans that were cultivated along with corn and squash and some of the first gardens here in North America by the Native Americans. Yet, with all those stories, the plants still work the same, the very same way they always have. When the soil is warm and workable in mid-May, I push my finger deep in the soil, about two inches. I make holes every six inches or so in a line. I leave space between for a seeding of buckwheat or flowers or corn or anything in between that sounds exciting. I drop in the seeds. Sometimes they say to soak them for 24 hours prior. But sometimes, let's be honest, you don't have time for that. I cover the seeds and pat them down and wish them well, hoping to see their first leaves in a few weeks' time. All that time after I seed them, I wait. But they are doing anything but waiting. They are working. Deep under the surface of the rich soil I have prepared for them, they are first swelling up twice their size. I keep the watering consistent to make sure the swelling leads to the driving of the root deep down into the soil. The seed begins sending a shoot of a root deep, deep, deep down. It uses the organisms and nutrients in the soil to establish itself and connect with its community. It uses its genetic information to continue this process. It knows when the right time is to open its leaves on the surface. For weeks, this plant continues to focus only on its roots. The things we may never see till it is removed, if ever. This isn't the stuff we harvest. These aren't the things we snap images of to say, look what I did. This is the stuff that is dirty, under the surface, but must be done properly in order to have the harvest we desire. Then, one day, usually on a warm day in June, the first true leaves unfurl, and from there it is like watching a weed grow. They are wild, they climb, they flower, then one day the pods form. We marvel at the colors, the textures, the way the pod creates itself and grows overnight. The beans full of work is evident the beans full work is evident in those moments. The story of who they are is told through all its color, size, flavor, and more. I've been thinking of the beans so much and about how deeply I can relate to it as well as how much I have yet to learn from it. So often in life, I've caught myself in a re- in reaction to changes in my life. This results in moving my roots, adjusting my leaves, relocating myself in some way. This doesn't seem this doesn't produce an authentic and full harvest as I have learned year after year. Many times it catches me with half-sized production and a lack of proper nutrients. As I observe as I have observed the bean over the years, I have been taking note. I have been learning from their patterns and wisdom that is stored in their seeds I buy in multitudes. I have been studying them, and I am noticing a change because of it. I find myself now focusing deeply and patiently doing the work under the soil. It isn't pretty. It takes time. I shoot a root to the left and then let it rest, and I feel to make sure it is right. Then I shoot one to the right and repeat the same process. I know... I, just like the bean seed, will eventually feel ready to burst my leaves to the surface. I know the time will come. In the past, though, I would have rushed the leaves. I must show who I am, but now I instead am asking, am I true to my purest self? Is this the best path? Is this where I feel ready to unfurl myself? 
Am I truly ready for this? Are my roots properly secured? In a world where we are rewarded with instant gratification, this is an act of rebellion. This is an unheard practice these days, but I can see that these beans I hold in my hands have done it for centuries, and look at them. They are a complete protein when paired with rice. They feed whole nations. They are the base of most healthy diets in the entire world. They carry some of the deepest stories of the human race within their tiny shells. I don't believe they have done something that isn't worth observing with open eyes. I believe instead we have much to learn from them. How often we pass the things we planted in the ground and forget to follow their wisdom. How often we forget that these plants are teachers for us. I watch my plants closely now. I want to know their stories just like I want my neighbor's story. What brought them here? What shaped them into who they are? Why do they make the choices they do when the when they move through the growing season? How can I learn from their story? Though the plants don't speak an audible word, I have learned to listen through observing them. There is a silent conversation unfolding all around us as our gardens become lush and full, and I am realizing there is much to be discovered and heard. So as my beans begin to rise now, I realize just how I am in a season of learning from the bean. I am becoming its student and tender as her work is efficient and intentional. Sometimes something I value deeply. My hope is, is that one day I can say just how much I am like the bean in my own way of living. Smart, full of story, intentional, focused on steadying myself deeply amongst my roots and community so that my work is abundant and clearly focused. What a way to live, to be like the bean. I hope that encourages you to spend some time this summer observing your plants. I know it sounds silly, but I think in a time when we're constantly looking for answers and questions to so many things, I continually find that many of those answers don't lie ever on the internet. They usually rely in our gardens where we have an abundant of no- abundance of knowledge right at our fingertips. But it doesn't take somebody teaching it to us through words. Sometimes we have to be the observer. And we have to watch a whole and learn a whole other language. It's a unique language. It's not one that is done any other way than just spending time in it. So I hope that this challenges you to do it. And I bet if you watch The Bean, you might learn that these things are really true, that they are intentional, that they're very focused. They know exactly what they're doing. And we reap the benefit of it when we tend to them properly and we observe them and we care for them. And it's a gift. It was such a gift. And I also challenge you to look this through the stories of these beans. When you purchase the seed, where did this be see what is the story of this seed how did it get here why is it in your hand oh they're incredible stories very sad powerful stories but they're incredibly important and i hope you take time to spend in that as well this summer if you need a distraction distract yourself in a different way you know we're in this beautiful moment in the seasons where everything is is lush and abundant and peaking right now. And you have the choice of how you interact with it. It can be powerful. So 
Make sure you're storing up well enough for winter, okay? And if you want the meditations as a written thing delivered in your email, along with the journal prompts, you can always become a member at any point beginning at $13 a month. They come right to your inbox. So I hope you join us in our online community. It's always great to be here. Until then, my friends, I'll see you out there.